Thank you for listening to the 2x4 Student Podcast, the podcast to students, by students, for students. Hey, thanks so much, friends, for joining us. Uh, We're on episode 28 of the 2x4 Student Podcast, and today is a very special episode indeed. I sat down with a former student, although I, I tell all of our students, once you're a Southside student, it's for life. Kind of like the Jets and the Sharks, you know, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Well, I got to sit down with a Southside student who is now an adult and a registered nurse uh, and uh, just enjoying um, life and ministry as an adult now and I sat down with uh, a good friend of mine Katie Badgerow and she had a story to tell something that happened to her recently during one of her uh, nursing shifts and the first time I heard the story as I'm listening I'm like people need to hear the story so uh, she was gracious enough to sit down with me and uh, have a conversation and kind of retell the story uh, for all of you as well so we're gonna have a great time you're gonna be blessed and encouraged and maybe even a little bit challenged as you listen to uh, what Katie Badgerow has to share thanks so much and let's dive right into that conversation. Well, I am so excited to be sitting here with my very good friend, Katie Badgerow. And uh, Katie, before we get into the reason why we're here and the story that you are going to tell, um, I was driving over here a little while ago and I was just really um, thinking about how, how grateful I am to have the life that I have. I get to watch young people and um, just just grow and mature. And I was just, as I was driving, I was just really thankful uh, to God for your story and for your life. And it really was just a genuine, like, God, thanks for letting me have a part of Katie's life because it's really fantastic. And I've known you since, um, well, you were wee little. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, our paths have been together since you were in middle school yep. and high school and uh, now through college, and uh, right. now you're a full-time nurse, just saving lives every day. So it's been amazing to uh, to watch that. So I wanted to start off just just as just kind of a, I guess a, a voice of gratitude for your life and your story, and it's been fantastic. Yes. So I'm super thankful to have you in my life because mm-hmm. you've been there every step of the way and you're stuck with me forever. Right. Yeah. I, I tell all of every student and, and it's like 98% just, you know, this never goes anywhere, but I'm like, Hey, I'm, you got me for life. So, um, you're, you're just one of those wonderful friends, one of those exceptional students that I get to still have a part of your life now, even into adulthood. So, um, we were together last night in a room with some other people in a high school small group. Katie is helping to co-lead now uh, a small group of high schoolers. And I happen to be in the room. I kind of pop into different small groups. And I happen to be in the room when you started telling this story. And I immediately thought, this is something that I would like to capture and record. Because I think other people are going to be challenged and encouraged and blessed by it. So, um no spoiler alerts here, but I just asked that you, would you come and record it? And you were so gracious to, to make time yes. and, and come and sit down with me. So anyway, thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. Glad you're Happy here. to be here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think it needs any more introduction than that. Okay. So why don't you give us a little bit, uh, first a little bit of a setup and then tell us what, what happened recently. Yes. So a little setup. I have recently, in the past couple of months, started working as a nurse 
at Chippenham Hospital here in Richmond, and it's been great. It's been a challenge graduating and starting my first big girl job mm -hmm. and learning a lot every day, learning how to interact with my patients and with my coworkers and just becoming more confident in all of the skills that I learned mm -hmm. throughout college. So it's just been a really big transition time, but recently God has been really showing me how he is present mm -hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. And that's kind of just the story I was sharing last night was one particular instance that God really showed up and I wanted to share it with the teens in the group and hoped that it would be an encouragement. So last week I had already worked my three shifts that are required of me as a full-time employee, mm -hmm. but I got a text around 8 p.m. one night and my boss was saying, hey, Katie, could you possibly come in at 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., just those four hours to cover for another nurse that had to leave mm -hmm. a little early? And so I usually work nights and I thought, okay, you know, this will be my first little extra shift. Mm -hmm. I can try it out, see what it's like just for four hours. It can't be too bad. So I said, sure, I'll come in. So I went to sleep, woke up around two, got ready and got to work at three. And I was taking over for a guy who had to leave early. And um, so he just kind of gave me the rundown of his patients. And I had to kind of see what else I had to finish before the end of the shift. And I quickly realized there was a lot to do. Mm -hmm. And so the stress kind of started to set in and someone needed a, a stat blood transfusion mm -hmm. and somebody else needed this and that and I was re I have six patients so I was kind of already on. running around and I thought you know on the drive over I was thinking this is going to be nice chill. and chill right. it's just going to be four hours kind of towards the end of the shift can't be too much to do I'm just gonna help out and then be on my Boom. way it'll go by super quick so I, I get there I start going down the to-do and try to get as much done as I can and while I'm doing this I have this one patient um, this gentleman who was having, he came in months ago with respiratory distress. So he was having a hard time breathing. Mm. He's been in and out of the ICU. He had COVID, then he recovered, but he's just been pretty sick. And so he currently has a trach, which is the, if for those, the medical people out there know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, it's like the little hole in your throat right. is the best way I can describe right. it to help people breathe. Sometimes mm -hmm. they can hook up um, some tubing to it, to machines that help you breathe as well. Either breathes completely for you or just assists you. So he had one of those, and at this point it was not connected to any tubing. It was just kind of open, and he started coughing, and not to get too graphic, because not everyone is a nurse and thinks that stuff is interesting. But some like stuff, me. Yeah, <laughs> some stuff started coming mm -hmm. out, which is um, not a good thing. Right. So I call the respiratory therapist because as a nurse, I'm trained to do certain things. But when it comes to really detailed respiratory things, there's people who are even more right. in the know. So I called them, said, hey, this is what's going on with my patient. Can you come take a look and let me know what you think we should do mm -hmm. moving forward? So they, they're on their way. They come, they get him settled, they hook him up to a machine, they give me some medications I need to give him to try to get some of the fluid off his lungs, which was pretty much what was happening mm. to him. Um, so he's very sick. He's struggling to breathe. Yeah. And he starts trying to say something to me. Now, when you have a hole in your throat, you right. can't really talk. Right. So he's struggling to, it's a very breathy, like, 
can I see a priest? Can I see a priest? And I mm-hmm. pretty much was just reading his lips to right. see that he was saying that. You, you wouldn't hear that. Right. It was just kind of, was he kind was of, a struggling. Was like a, yeah, he was breathing. There was some breathy, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I was pretty much just reading his lips. He you said, figured that I out. I figured out he said priest. I said, well, you know, what do you, what do you need? I'm not a priest, but what do you need? He started mouthing, pray, pray, pray. I said, okay, I'm, I'm not a pastor, but I would love to pray with you. Can I pray with you? He nodded his head, yes. Mm-hmm. So I just took a moment right there and prayed for him. I prayed for peace, comfort. I just prayed that God would relieve his lungs Mm -hmm. and he would be able to breathe better and prayed for his family. Mm. He had been mouthing to me, like, tell my wife, tell my kids. He was very just desperate in that moment. He he was scared and needed some comfort. So I prayed for that. He started to kind of calm down. The respiratory therapist got him hooked up to a machine that helped him to breathe. And, um, and he was settled for a little bit. So I told him, you just rest. I had to go run and do a few other things for mm-hmm. my other patients. And so I was in another room when I got a call, I would say about 30 minutes later, from the respiratory therapist saying, hey, Katie, so your guy, I got him hooked up to this machine. His levels are looking a lot better. He's kind of stabilizing a little bit. And he keeps saying that he needs to talk to you. Mm. He keeps mouthing wow. your name. He needs to talk to you. And I was like, all right, give me a minute and I'll be right there. So wrapped up what I was doing, ran back. And at first I was confused when she says he needs to talk to you because I'm like, how is he going to talk to me right. when he has a machine hooked up to him yeah. that's helping his lungs to breathe? Um, but she kind of had a plan. And so basically what she did was she would attach the tubing, help him breathe for a little while. Then he, she would take it off and put in what's called a speech valve, mm-hmm. kind of blocks the air so he can make sound when yeah. he talks. Yeah. And she would put that in and he would be able to say a few sentences to me. And then she would take it out and reconnect him wow. to the tubing. So we start to have this conversation and this dialogue back and forth with the respiratory therapist there just going in between. Yeah, back and forth, speech right. Speech valve, giving him oxygen, speech valve, giving yeah. him oxygen. And so he starts off by just first saying, thank you for praying for me. And I said, of course. And he really didn't take any time to just dive right into his story and told me about how he feels like he has a lot of hate in his heart. Wow. He... He was like, you don't understand the life that I've lived. Mm. And he had a lot of guilt and regret and just a lot of hurt in his life. And he told me he wants to be saved, but Mm. he doesn't know how to do that. Wow. And I took that opportunity to share my faith with him. And I said, well, I do know how to be saved. And I'm thankful for that. And I want to talk to you about Jesus. And so we had a really awesome conversation just about who Jesus is, mm-hmm. what God did by sending his son right. to die for us, even when we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I don't know his past, but God does. Yeah. And he still loves him through that. And um, so the respiratory therapist is there helping us out, going right. back and forth. We're having this really... And hearing this whole thing. Right. She's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, I was looking mostly at at his face sure, and his right. eyes, but she was there. And so this whole time I was just kind of sharing the gospel with him, with her, hope, hoping that, you know, whatever seeds are planted there, God's going to yep. do what he wants with that. And so at the end of this conversation, I told him, you know, I can pray with you and this, you don't have to worry or doubt about this mm-hmm. decision anymore. This can be something you decide today. Yeah. And moving forward, you'll know that you are saved. Wow. And so he said he wanted to do that. And we prayed. Mm-hmm for him to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Mm. And 
it was in that moment that God just reminded me again. Right. He does it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm only 21, but so many times he's Mm -hmm. showed me. It's so easy to get distracted. And I would say an hour before that conversation, I was like, God, why did I accept this shift? Why? (laughs) I could be sleeping. Why did I think it was a good idea to come in at 3 (laughs) a.m. when it was just a hot mess and I felt like I was running all over the place? And especially at my job, I can just get so distracted with the things that I have to do, the things I have to check off my list and lose track of the people and the lives that are right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And God was like, hey, this is why... This is why your boss called you. Right. Yeah. Because I needed you. Well, he didn't really need me. Yeah. But he gave me that opportunity to be used in that way to talk to him. And when I was speaking to him, you know, I could feel the Holy Spirit moving and it was not. At that point, I was not um, well rested. Mm -hmm. I was not, you know, fully. Yeah. That wasn't me that was doing that. It was totally God. And Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that was just an awesome eye-opener of, hey, Katie, refocus your attention mm-hmm. on why you're here. Yes, you're here to be a nurse, but yeah. there's a lot that I'm doing here, yeah. and it's a lot bigger than just you. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Well, Katie, I I just am uh, – I, ha- I think I have, like, this holy – pride. I'm, I'm super proud of you and just your obedience and your, uh, and your God-given boldness in that moment and just opening up your mouth. When you, when you said you know that that wasn't you and that was God speaking, right. compl- like I've had so many situations where I'm literally talking to somebody and while I'm saying words, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, this is not right. from me. This is God. I'm just going to open my mouth and be obedient in this moment and God is going to do what he does. So mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So I just appreciate your willingness to to forego a little extra sleep and being obedient and and just coming in and seeing you know what God did yes. with all of that. So, but then there's a little bit more to the story. Like what happened to the guy after that? Yes. So that was actually last week when all of this went down, mm-hmm. and so I was scheduled again to work this week. I came in thinking, okay, I wonder how he's doing. Um, go, um, maybe I could go in if even if he's not my patient, I could go in check on him. Uh, I get there and I'm like, hey, uh, where's his chart? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see his name over here. And I, I got a little nervous. Yeah, I would have a sinking feeling yeah, at I that point. Yeah, I had this just, I was really nervous. I started asking around like, hey, have any of you had him? Have any of you seen him? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he went He went back home. And I was, I wow. was in shock. Wow. Um, so he actually was from West Virginia mm-hmm. and he had been sick and there wasn't a hospital that had in his area that had the resources or equipment that he needed. So he got flown right. to our hospital. Which is a big deal. Right. Right. So he had recovered enough. He had improved enough to be sent to a rehab facility back in West mm. Virginia, closer to his wife and his kids. Yeah. And so he he's gone. And part of me was like, oh, you know, I kind of right. right. like, <laughs> wanted to see him again. Yeah. But it was just... Another reminder of like, hey, you you never know. Yeah, that was one yeah. of his last moments in yeah. our hospital, yeah. and he's been in our hospital since July. Right. So he crazy. He has yeah. It's been quite the journey for A solid him. three over three months. Yeah. So just the, what he's been through, and yeah. I just thought it was so beautiful that. God allowed me to be a part of that little interaction there. Yeah. And I really do feel he was super genuine in his desire to know God right. and know that there's a purpose here on earth 
because he was struggling for so long. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, all of those days laying in a hospital bed just thinking. No, right. And questioning and seeking. And I feel like God gave him the answers that he needed in the time that he needed them. So I just pray that, you know, wherever he is, wherever he ends up, that that decision really just lasts and he's able to grow in his faith and his trust in God. Unreal. That's so good. Such a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, another another thing that, that comes to mind, which I think we maybe even talked about in the group last night, was about um, how we are given these good works mm-hmm. that God set up beforehand, right. that, we're, that we are to walk in them. And it's not that we, as Jesus followers, like walk around biting our nails like, gee, I hope I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. When we are, and as we are in step with God's Holy Spirit, it's it's impossible to miss them. Yeah. Because they they are just brought to us. To us, it seems like, oh, it just so happened that Katie happened to just accept this shift. And it just so happened this guy happened to be one of her patients. And right. it just so happened that he had this, this gook that was coming out of his trach. And <laughs> it just so happened. To us, it seems like, oh, just a coincidental. But... But if we really believe scripture, then we believe that that was something, a good work that God set up for Katie to step into at the right moment. So this guy has been in the hospital here away from his family for over three months. And along comes this divine appointment where God wanted to use Katie in this man's life and Katie was willing. Mm -hmm. And that was where those, that kind of like miraculous intersection happened so it's just really cool to watch scripture come to life like that and it's such a good reminder to everybody anybody who's listening to this i don't i don't ever put any kind of like vocation or profession or career or calling Mm -hmm. above any other because i believe if you are a teacher if you're a banker if you're a housekeeper if you're um, a plumber if you're a missionary, if you're a pastor, whatever it is you are, right. if you're a nurse, God is there and his kingdom is being revealed in that context. The question becomes, are we going to join him in yeah. that? Are we going to join in what God is doing? And um, I just I just was so refreshed by that. Uh, I've never had like some any any kind of pedestal mentality about myself. Like I've been a full-time pastor mm-hmm. in ministry for a quarter century and I've never ever had like this well I'm the one who's ministering to people and you know the people that I serve they are not or mm-hmm. they're less than never ever have I thought that and so this story that you shared is just such a like a classic example of why I never ever have thought that or ever will think mm-hmm. that because God is on the move everywhere everywhere right yeah on your unit in the hospital, in that high school classroom, right. yeah, in that den, in that home, up the street. So, yeah, yeah he's everywhere, and we just have to be willing, you know, to to um, to be used by him. So, it's such a great, such a great story, and and in some ways, just kind of like a simple story, but not insignificant. Like mm-hmm. this is like it's a big deal, like. That guy came into the hospital with his eternity in one direction and left the hospital with his eternity in another direction. Yeah. That is like you can't get any bigger than mm-hmm. that. Like that you 
the hospital medically, physically may have turned him around and like even like saved his life. Right. But there's something even bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And you got to be a part of that story. So, so, so incredible. God is so big. Yeah. And so many times we put him in a box and we say, we'll think about you on Sunday morning. Yeah. And maybe on Wednesday night or Thursday night or whenever I do Mm -hmm. my 15 minutes of quiet time, that's going to be my God time. Yeah. And then we move on with our day and we forget to open our eyes. Right. And see, it doesn't end there. Yeah. He has things for us to do, people for us to love on. Yeah. And, And the coolest thing... I just always remember about God is he, he doesn't really need us. He's mm-hmm. God. He doesn't need us, mm-hmm. but he chooses to yeah. use us. Yeah. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah. And so, yeah. Thank you, Jerry, for letting me come and oh my gosh, yeah. brag on Jesus for a minute. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for your life and your story and your willingness to just follow Jesus where he leads. And yeah, what a, what a great thing. Literally lives are being changed because People all around the world are willing to just be bold and be obedient and, yeah, say yes to 3 to 7 a.m. shifts that's at right. the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, what a good time. So, yeah, hope you'll join us next time. We'll have another cool story set up for you. All right. Bye. Bye. What a great story Katie was uh, was just sharing. And I know that you were challenged and blessed by that and encouraged by it hopefully that's our that's our main goal uh, we want you to to understand that god is on the move in your life as well you may not see it you may not even uh, believe it but he has things that he's doing in your life and through your life and and uh, sometimes he gives us glimpses of it uh, like that clearly obvious example that katie gave and sometimes sometimes we get a search a little bit for it but no matter what we pray and hope that um, that you are following in his lead and allowing him to use your life to shine God's love and grace to those around you. It really is a privilege uh, to be willing or to be able to do that. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We're excited to just share this special story, this special episode with you, and we hope that you will join us next time. See you then. Podcast, the podcast to students, by students, for students.